This is Eastman's Elevated Podcast. I have on great guests that are really knowledgeable, consistently successful. We're able to dive deep down the rabbit holes of these different subject matters of shooting, of physical fitness, of mental toughness and drive. All the different skills that make up a complete hunter that you can become. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So on today's podcast, I have on my buddy, Adam Malishi. So uh, Adam is my buddy in BC. So we were able to team up on this goat hunt. Um, It's one of the most amazing adventures I've ever been on. Some of the most amazing country and uh, international travel always hits a bit different. But yeah, I had such a good buddy up there that that really helped with logistics, super knowledgeable. And, and like I say, his he's got some amazing achievements as well. Um, man, it's like three stone sheep with his bow, uh, multiple goats. Uh, we talk about his mountain caribou. He had like over 80 days into his mountain caribou. And I really love Adam takes on these different challenges uh and and then he really focuses on them so right now as this is being released i've kept in touch with him and um he's hunting elk and really wants to kill his first bull as bc is getting more and more elk and they have some giants there but uh, he's doing that as well as he's got this awesome moose hunt coming up this year um yeah just an amazing guy and uh we uh, we had been friends and kept in touch, but you know, sharing an adventure together always makes for like a tighter bond. So he'll definitely be a friend for life and uh, really fun to share this podcast with you. So uh, we recorded it right after we got out of the mountains. So we're actually in the vehicle traveling back to his house to um, we've got to butcher that goat and then I've got to get ready to hop on a plane. But yeah, just, um, one of the most amazing adventures I've ever been on. And, uh, Adam's just an amazing human being and bow hunter. So really excited to share this one with you guys. So we'll get right into the podcast. Just want to thank a couple sponsors. So I want to thank Matthews. Uh, this new phase four has been doing amazing for me. It's just such a forgiving, good shooting bow. Matthews really holds the tune so I can get a tune put in these bows and it holds throughout the season and really years down the road. I can shoot my backup bow with the tune I put into it two years ago or three years ago and it still shoots perfectly. Uh, so a real forgiving bow. These phase fours are the most quiet bow on the market. So this has really helped out. Like the other day I was able to arrow an antelope. Uh, I had problems with antelope jumping my string in the past, but um, yeah, not any longer. Uh, uh, mule deer, antelope, white tails, uh, like those things just don't hear that bow go off. And I've had buddies say that it's the quietest bow they've ever heard. So uh, just an absolute amazing bow. If you're in the market for a new bow, uh, you know, at least go out and go shoot them and see if it's a good fit for you. I'm getting great performance, a lot of pass-throughs out of this bow. Uh, I got you know, like uh, pass-throughs on the goat we're going to talk about, pass-throughs on this antelope, and uh, expect to get them on deer and elk this season as well. I'd also like to thank Outdoor Edge Knives. So Outdoor Edge Knives are replaceable blade knife, and um, man, do they do well. It's like always have a sharp blade to replace with, and it just makes the the butchering process or the the in field butchering process so much easier. I love their blades; they carry a good edge. They're built a little bit burlier, uh, so they have some strength to them, uh, which makes it easier for 
uh, the tasks of like uh, getting the head off or getting the the hind quarter off, you know, hitting that socket and things. But um, yeah, I absolutely love them. I don't have to carry extra knives. I don't have to carry sharpeners. I know that I've always got a sharp blade ready to go. So make sure to check them out. Uh, Outdoor Edge Knives, they're just building great replaceable blade knives. Oh, and also I used their butcher knife. I used it last night to butcher up that antelope. So a longer blade still keeps razor sharp. And man, it just makes the butchering process so much easier. So you can check those out as well. I also want to thank Black Ovis. So Black Ovis is an internet retail shop, have absolutely everything you need for your next hunt. They carry all the top name brands as well as a quality uh, Black Ovis brand that they that they carry for a good price. So you can check those things out. Uh, if you need anything for your next hunt, you can go on there and save 10% by putting in the promo code ELEVATED10. And I also want to thank Camo Fire. Camo Fire is an app with 80 new hunting deals that come up every 24 hours. A lot of overstock items, uh, so you can save just a pile of money by shopping that app and seeing what comes up. So you can check those guys out at Camo Fire. And with that, we're just keeping busy, just trying to keep up here with um, getting podcasts out and uh, making sure that everything's taken care of. Uh, articles, uh, I wrote one in the airport as I was coming back from BC, uh, but it was just a, a great article um, that'll be in the Eastman's Hunting Journal. Uh, there's six issues a year, the EBJ, EHJ, you can check those out. Uh, check out the other podcast I do with Dan Bacar, uh, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Life of a Bow Hunter. It's on a different feed, but some great episodes on there. Uh, right now, we're releasing those every two weeks, and we hope to keep growing that podcast. So you can check that thing out if you're looking for more content to download during your hunting season. And um, man, check out the new Beyond the Grids. I have two new episodes that came out. From last season, a deer episode uh, in the high country and then an elk episode. Uh, Dan has his couple elk episodes on there. Uh, So just some great content on there as well. Uh, So you can check that out at uh, Eastman's Hunting Journal on YouTube, uh, Beyond the Grid. And with that, uh, man, let's get into this podcast. It's a great one with my good buddy, Adam Malishi. And um, man, he's just, a, like I say, a heck of a bow hunter and uh, happy to have him back on the podcast and uh, really fun to share an adventure with him. Uh, the guy's just got absolute grit. So um, yeah, it was super fun. So uh, man, let's get into it. I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay, so we're in the rig here, um, just headed down with my buddy Adam, so we're just getting done with this BC goat adventure. Um, man, it's amazing, Adam. It was. It was uh, It was a heck of a trip. Oh, a heck of a trip. Doesn't even do it justice, man. It was like um, just amazing, gnarly country up there. Uh, like, you guys got some beautiful stuff here in BC. We do. Just uh, amazing steep mountains full of animals and not a lot of guys doing it so it's oh uh, man yeah so uh we went up we went to a spot that adam has hunted since he was a kid so you've hunted this place since you were 16 17 years old and you've taken some breaks like you're really good you're bow only you've been on the podcast before uh great mountain hunter but you take on like all these different species in these different seasons so you hunted this really hard you've killed three goats in there and then you've kind of taken a break for a while right yeah, so I used to hunt it uh, like kind of when I was just like kind of in my late teens, kind of early 20s, uh, just getting into, uh, it was kind of like the beginning of my mountain bow hunting was bow hunting goats. 
and um yeah so i mean i i hunted a few in a few seasons we took a yeah i took a few goats and then some of my buddies took some nice goats and then um I just kind of moved on to hunting sheep and mountain caribou and whatever else. Like BC has so many species. We have, I think we have like 16 different species out of North America. So like, I mean, we have like a ton of opportunities. So I like to hunt everything. So once I killed a few goats, then I moved on and then I, now I want to hunt goats again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I killed some good goats in there and then, um, man yeah like a like a heck of a bow hunter but a heck of a mountain hunter man you keep those legs in good shape like uh, we were cruising we did a bunch of elevation and miles it was really fun to team up with you because you have such a passion for bow hunting you're so fit and in good shape and you love it like uh you have all the great attributes like it's no surprise why you're successful with the bow in your hands but uh it was really fun to team up with you and when we first started i said you know we're gonna kill a lot of stuff together and, and we might even get ourselves into trouble or maybe both and uh yeah we had a great time oh did we ever um i will say though i had to chase you a lot <laughs> I, I don't know I about don't, that oh it's the truth <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen anybody hike like you well i haven't actually usually i'm ahead of the pack but holy man i had to chase you a lot <laughs> yeah well i think it was pretty even but yeah that's why it was so fun to team up with you and you you really helped like putting the logistics together and we'll uh we'll say so you guide up here uh kind of part-time and then um you have a buddy uh lloyd hooper that um uh runs an outfit up here who's just a great guy we stayed at his house last night yeah absolutely good people they run a gigantic outfit uh it's called babbing outfitters and lloyd and his brother jack the hoopers they just run a great outfit for goats and moose and black bears and they're just great people uh, been doing it for a family-run business with just awesome animal qualities. So, I've uh, I've guided for them before. I've known them for quite a while too, and just fantastic people, fantastic hunters. So they were able to give us a tag in a remote spot that's not hunted often because it's maybe not as good as some of the the other zones they have but it was still pretty good <laughs> it was yeah. dang good yeah. yeah yeah babbing guide outfitters and um he does do archery goat hunts he doesn't do many of them a year and uh you actually guided for him last year an archery mountain goat hunt and so yeah we were able to get a tag and team up then and you were you know officially able to be my guy but really a couple buddies hunting together and exactly. really team up you were able to do some bow hunting as well because you had a tag and yeah like lloyd has seven different mountain ranges or something like that that he can guide goats on and does the archery goat hunting and then like what really blew my mind too is like uh the spring black bear hunts that he offers so us in the states black bears are so tough you guys have giant black bears and you can kill two of them up here and you see so many of them so so lloyd runs a good operation for those black bears oh yeah probably probably one of the best ones in the province and what he has is he's got uh, these spring hunts is uh, lots of these valleys that don't have a lot of snow and the like the mountains get so much snow so like in the springtime all of these black bears that live up in the mountains well when they wake up out of the when they get out of their dens they all have to come down to the feed in the bottom so I mean you just get such a high density and concentration of of black bears and you know they're, they're not hugely hunted in BC by residents so I mean the opportunity is unbelievable. Like, I mean, if you go, 
if you come up to BC and go hunting with uh, with Lloyd or Jack, I mean, they just kill gigantic ones and tons of opportunities, tons of stocks, tons of, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's such a quality operation. In fact, I want to put some buddies together and do some sort of a hunt, uh, like uh, maybe do a hunt through him because it's my style. It's like no baiting. It's all spot and stock. Yes. They're giant bears. And like, I thought the bear inside the lodge was a dark colored grizzly this morning. I was embarrassed to say it, but I, <laughs> Because it's a seven and a half foot black bear. Ours yeah. just don't get that big. Like a six footer's big in the states. It, it was such a big rug that I thought it was a dark colored grizzly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get some gigantic ones, and um, yeah, it's not abnormal to. Well, if you count, we're gonna see seven foot black bears without a doubt. Like we're gonna pass sixes more than likely. Oh yeah, you will pass sixes. Oh, actually. that's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, make sure to look them up if you guys are interested in a spring black bear hunt. But yeah, we were able to put this hunt together, go into this mountain range. It was like a true mountain adventure. And I must say, we got passed by a bike there. If you heard that, we're driving down the road now, headed back to your place. And, um, but, uh, uh, it's like a true mountain adventure. Like it, it's, um, I, I love those high Alpine hunts, but this is all above tree line. It just got me hooked on these mountain hunts. It was a, a backpack hunt. So you had our food put together for us and loaded up the backpacks, headed in and, um, yeah, it was pretty off the hook to start with, man. There was billies everywhere when we got in there. Oh, yeah. So we hiked in day before opening season, and, man, we just, we saw goats, didn't we? Like, oh. and nice ones, too. Like, we just had them picked out. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it was awesome. You had, like, a great camp spot that we worked into that we could really, like, move around that range, and then... Yeah, we started off like seeing some really good billies. I thought, man, this is um, we're going to get this done quick and then we'll be on to your stone sheep hunt and be able to team <laughs> up for that. But uh, like any bow hunt, it, it presents these challenges. And so we started and, um, you know, I'm pretty good with mountain winds. You're really good with mountain winds. But that place, the winds were so wild and fickle up and through there and the the directionals were actually blowing over top like the steep cliffs where the goats like to be so we had like this uh, we were having to hunt like the the lee wind side of like all of these hills and then what really killed us was finding these goats in the morning we'd start early at five every morning yeah and we'd find these goats and they'd be right over the top and we actually got winded like for the first couple goats i think at least yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the wind the wind ultimately killed a few awesome chances that we had that we if we would have had the wind we would have killed some gigantic billies yeah well we started we had that one billy it was like one of the the first ones we saw that was like this great billy and i think he actually heard us whisper back and forth we were kind of whispering and i think he heard us which keyed him into us but then i think he picked up our wind or something the way he ran out of there don't you yeah, yeah. i think i got a little excited on that one i uh because you spotted him you went over spotted him and then i kind of looked behind you over your shoulder and i put my binos up and i think i excitedly said 
all day long. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could have been that or could have been me whispering back and forth. And I was kind of dorking around to tell you the truth. It was like the first Billy and I was like, oh, get some footage of him. And yeah. I was just like, oh, I, you know, I wasn't really in that kill mode yet. You know, I was yeah. like, you know, just trying to see if he was a shooter. And then, you know, he was actually he was long bow range down there. But I mean, really, I could have got five or ten more yards. And he, he was down there for quite a while where I was trying to formulate a game plan he looked up at us yeah but i think if i would have been a bit more aggressive i maybe could have killed that goat i think so too yeah yeah, yeah. that was uh and now again it was just the stud of a billy but um yeah it was like opening morning right into it you just kind of kind of got to ease into it and all of a sudden you know right in the morning you got to you know almost a goat of a lifetime right there it's kind of yeah, we just didn't. Uh, I wouldn't say we were like completely on a game at that point. It was just kind of like a surprise. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. We'll talk about a surprise later that morning. We had a, a great big Billy in the fog, and we were sitting on there, and like uh, we were sitting up on the mountain, fogged in. We looked over the backside basins. We didn't see any shooters in there, and then all of a sudden, like you heard a rock roll, and we turned, and we had a great big Billy that ran by us at ten yards. Yeah, yeah had no idea just hanging out and all of a sudden it was just like a yeah beautiful like at least nine inch goat just came trotting right by us and yep. didn't like i've never had anything like that goat hunting before and i don't think he saw us too do you no like, no I, I think maybe he had picked up our scent maybe yeah. from walking over there or something because didn't he seem like he was spooked the way he ran by us he never stopped yeah. he never looked back at us so it no. wasn't like he picked us up but then he just got in the cliffs and just rolled country and so part of the challenge of these goats i mean we did have those two like right off the bat you know but <laughs> a lot of these billies were a long ways off and they like you you kept referring to they're just goats being goats you know but by yeah. the time you get to where the goats are they moved you know and yeah. they just travel miles back there yeah those uh those goats it's it, it, it's not like they they have a pattern at all you can't tell what they're gonna do like you know like uh, later on we had one big giant goat that we decided to wait on and get him into a good spot and he bedded for like seven hours but some of them they'll bed for two minutes and then they'll get up and <laughs> feed and then they'll bed and they'll feed again and then they'll go lay down so they don't have any type of a pattern like it's not like you can plan a stock based on how long it's gonna bed they're just like we said the goats being goats they travel a ton of country they bed all over the place and they feed like so i mean they, they just don't have any type of a pattern that you can really be like okay that goat's gonna lay down for a long period of time so unfortunately like i mean a lot of times when you see them they're at quite a distance and by the time you you get there in these steep mountains they're just not where you thought you could make a play on them yeah 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 oh man it was so awesome and and just um most extreme terrain like loose footing steep and um you're not scared of that steep at all you tell your mountain hunter like you've been hunting these goats and these sheep you're really sure-footed over there and then um man we just did some crazy miles like we went and stretched about as far as we could stretch i mean there was one canyon that we never crossed kind of over off nanny mountain but for the most part i mean totally we went for it at oh, yeah. all times absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we didn't have any, you know, like, yeah, besides that nanny mountain, if we saw a good billy, we went for it. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no, like, oh, we should not go for that. And, you know what, we, yeah, we even went after one right at last light, knowing that we'd be hiking into a big boulder field in the middle of the night with a headlamp, which is not fun. But, uh, yeah, wild, steep country, lots of boulder fields, which, uh, you know, I can't say that I've always liked the steep stuff. It took me some getting used to it, but I'm just so used to it now that it doesn't bother me. But I definitely don't enjoy those boulder fields. That's not fun. Those but... boulder fields are so gnarly. And then, yeah. like, um, they're so technical. And you don't know which rocks are going to move or not or when you're going to start a slide. And they're really dangerous, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. in and through there. Like, if you just lost focus for a second and fell down in there, you could break your leg or ankle pretty easily. Oh, like, absolutely. all over that country. Yeah. Treacherous. Yeah, and you don't know what has good footing. Like, you can jump on a big, giant rock thinking, well, that can't move. And it just, like... It's sitting on a teeter-totter and it just like bounces right down to one side. So you can't like blindly jump onto rocks. You got to kind of test them all. So it's, yeah, like you said, yeah. it's just technical. I had one, like the lower end of those rock slides were pretty gnarly. So I, I we had multiple rocks that moved or slid on us or whatever. it's just really technical, loose terrain. It just like uh, requires the ultimate focus but lower on those rock slides they they tend to move more like the, yeah. the rocks are looser than up higher in those rock slides and so we had one great big billy and you're an official scorer for Boone and Crockett and you saw that billy and you're like man that thing is over 50 top 10 in the world with a bow we gotta go for him and so yeah. we dropped way down and that stock was pretty sketchy when we got down there too it was really steep terrain but crossing through there I had a rock that I stepped on with both feet that started to pivot and roll and I just rode it because I wasn't sure which way to jump off and luckily it stopped and I was able to keep going but yeah there was a few sketchy rocks along the way oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so we we made plays that big goat ended up he just wasn't there when we got there yeah and then we never did turn him up again i don't know where he went we had a good wind it was just just bow hunting yeah just a goat being a goat could have yeah. been on the next mountain but we didn't spook that goat and nope. actually at, yeah that was one of the chances that we did have a consistently good wind yep but yeah you just uh well we went for it and i was chasing you as fast as i could while you uh <laughs> side hilled that <laughs> some <laughs> sketchy sketchy stuff but uh yeah, unfortunately, he just wasn't laying in that bed. And I think if he was, that goat would have got, we mm -hmm. would have been, the, he would have been in big trouble anyway. Mm -hmm. But he was a giant goat. Because I think we actually saw another nice goat across the mountain that we were going for, like a nine-inch goat. But then didn't we spotted that one? And we decided, no, that's a better goat. Is that how it went? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so then we had to go back the way we came and... A little bit and yeah oh, so fun so fun. I, I think possibly uh my best chance and um one of my best opportunities uh was getting way back to the back end of that drainage and i i just thought it was really cool and i i don't want to make it out bigger or further than it than it than it was but this was a spot where you had never been and so we're exploring country and that's what i think is so beautiful about bc you have so many mountains they're so rugged so vast you only have so many access points and so you were telling me like a lot of these places we were looking at uh never had human pressure or human hunting in them oh absolutely 
Absolutely. And so we yeah. were exploring places where you had never been in 20 years of goat hunting in the back end of this drainage, which I just thought was so cool, man. Oh, it was yeah. so cool. And you know what? And yeah, I'm thankful too, because like lots of that, I wasn't even sure it was huntable. Like I must admit, because you spotted that Billy, he was bedded way up on top on like the ugliest cliffs. And uh, I wasn't positive it was a good idea to go after him mm. because it was just so ugly and i think i think once we did make it up and it wasn't bad getting nope. up to him but then he moved into a good killable spot when at the beginning we would have had a low approach <laughs> and he just would have saw us coming but then he moved into a uh i guess like a good spot that we could approach him but in my mind it wasn't a good like it was just too dangerous i thought and uh you know, I, I remember um, when you sing, um, you know what, I'm going to go see if I can get on top of him to kill him. We had like a, a short conversation where he said, I won't push it too far. And I looked at that mountain. And I think I said, please don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was ugly. Like you just, yeah. yeah. But you made it into a good. I watched it. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you know, if somebody see, saw the video, I got to do some videoing, they'd be like, how is that guy in those cliffs like that? But you just found a little seam in the mountain that you could get down. And it was it was wild to watch from my side. But same thing. I thought that was a dead big goat. And it was a beautiful goat too. Like a 48-inch type goat with, you know, nine and a half. Like it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful billy, which, uh, well, yeah, I'll let you. Uh, I mean, I got to watch it all, but I'll let you explain how it all went oh, down. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Well, I, I must say that's one of the good things bow hunting is I think, you know, you're like me, like to be a good bow hunter, you have to make every mistake out there. And I think you really recognize what's high percentage and what's low percentage on these goats. And so every one we'd have a conversation and sometimes I'd look at you and go, okay, I'm going to throw out a stupid idea. And then you'd look at me and go, yeah, that is a stupid idea. Or you didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean? Like you would just recognize that you're like, that's a low percentage chance that goat can see us approach. And I'd go, well, what about if we go low below the cliffs? A stupid idea, but let me just throw this out there. And you're like, no, I just don't think that's going to work. But I could really see your bow hunting prowess come out when we were game planning, when we were trying to make a a, a stock for these goats to try to kill them. Is I I could really see like your experience come out in those discussions. And so at yeah. first the Billy he was so far in the back end of the world, so far up <laughs> on top of the mountain. And of course, like I just I want to give ourselves a chance. But you're so right, and that you're like ah where he's at. It's just low percentage. We're not going to kill him. Yeah. And, and after we talk our way through i had to agree with you and on almost all accounts uh i was like yep you're right like nope we're not gonna kill him and then it, it was just like we kept going back there closer to that goat closer yeah. to that goat and we actually looked at it and up over the you're like i don't think we can even make it back there with that ridge and then we talk about it and say okay well yeah i think we can make that ridge anyways and yeah. so we kept pushing back and pushing back and then we got to a point and he did he got lower on the mountain and you uh we still both weren't sure if we could even stalk them it was so steep yes. and so gnarly they were and we just decided well let's go up and just give ourselves a chance and like you could have stayed back and watched but 
but you're like, yeah, yeah, let's both go, you know? And oh, yeah. So yeah. we went up there and, and you were helping film. We we actually did capture the entire hunt, which was amazing. But oh, yeah, we got some we, awesome um, footage. Yeah. yeah, it was a beautiful nine and a half inch dream billy for me yeah, and this is like old goat beautiful. one of the stocks i'll remember for my for the rest of my life like this was oh. a dream goat stock for me just because of how technical it was and so we got up there we found him and then we were able to leave you with the camera about 150 yards from him yep. and i said well i'm just gonna see if i can make an approach and i told you if it's too steep i i won't go for it and you're like yeah thank you you know <laughs> yeah. or please don't yeah, you know i don't, don't i don't yeah. see you're not fearful of anything on there and you never gave me any warnings about any of the country you never said no but yeah i could tell in your face you're like yeah please don't because it was so steep i, I think somebody did mention no goats dying well, it was yeah. dying over this, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah it did yeah. get said but, but, but i got up there the first pitch was a little bit steep but then i was just able to pick my way down through that thing and then put myself down there and actually your hand signals helped me because you could see the goat and I couldn't. And I set up and I thought he was over the ledge. There was like a couple spots I couldn't see. And then you gave me the hand signal to go farther. Yeah. And, and so that really, it was like a total team effort on this entire hunt. But that helped me. And so then I, I approached up and I just got over there and there he was laying there. And it was just like this perfect 44 yards. I was above him a little ways, but like kind of across the draw had a great range on them you could see to get video back at that 150 yard mark and now it's just a waiting game i had no angle in his bed so now i just gotta wait for that good angle and um, wind was perfect right up in our face uphill thermals and man i just thought that goat was so dead oh if i was a betting man i was betting a lot of money that that was a dead big billy i was just I was kind of looking below, like, oh, yeah, he'll be easy to retrieve, and we'll have to go down and around, but, like, he's just going to die down in that slide. Like, I, but that's bow hunting is, like, you know, when you think it's it's a done deal, it's not. It's never a done deal nope. until that arrow makes a double lung shot. And, ah, so true. Yeah, and, yeah, it just, I mean, initially that goat was a dot in the spotting scope, and then we didn't even, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's all alone, and it looks big, so it's probably a billy, but we didn't even know. And then, you know, we got closer and closer to the... And then, you know, once it just seemed like the most perfect, awesome scenario, you know, like it wasn't, you know, a hugely steep cut shot, too. Like, you, you had that goat dead to rights. He was batted all... The, and these goats, too, like, they get up so much. They get up, and they face the other way, and then they bet again. Then they get up, and then they stretch and then they get up they, they constantly do this so that's all we needed was for that goat to get up and stretch his legs that's yep. all we needed and it was done he was it was a done deal but <sighs> yeah it was a heartbreaker man that oh. one hurt for sure yeah. but uh finally half an hour after waiting or so I just felt like this wind switch around. You said you felt the same wind. It was yeah. just one little breeze off the rocks. And all of a sudden, you know, I could tell that goat was getting nervous. So I got ready to draw my bow. As soon as he started to stand, I was ready to draw. And he didn't even take us. He didn't pause for a second. He didn't wait around. He just had a dead run out of his bed. Yeah, he didn't stand up. He just got up and lunged ahead and was gone. Gone out of our lives yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, oh that was a heartbreaker, and we put so much effort into, but ah, it's just bow hunting, and you know, you keep a really positive attitude like I do, and so it's just like, well, we just got to find another one. It just is what it is, you know. Yeah. So back to the drawing board we went, and um, I will say, like, it was so red hot off the start, and we just got winded a couple times, and it's it's just a testament in bow hunting. You really have to capitalize on opportunities, and the longer we hunted, I think the more we moved around our scent we didn't spook a whole bunch of goats no but we definitely spooked a couple with our wind or whatever but some of those billies would just disappear or maybe they came across our scent but we were just seeing fewer and fewer goats as time went on yeah absolutely yeah yeah yep. at the beginning it like you said it was red hot we saw tons of big billies it just seemed like we would you know at the beginning i thought like a couple days tops will be coming out with two big billies and it just uh yeah, the, the, the longer we hunted, the less billies we saw. We still saw goats every day. We still saw, you know, far-off goats, goats down in the trees. Two-year-old billies. Two-year-old billies, yeah. Yeah, goats that, uh, you know, on the cliffs that you just you just can't kill them. So, but yeah, I mean, yep. definitely less goats than, you know, every day less goats, without a doubt. Yep. Yep. So yep. we... We were getting less and less goats, and so we were just – we were finally in tune with the mountains. We were making great yeah. stocks. We uh, There was one goat we made a stock on we thought was a billy that ended up being a nanny, and uh, you pulled me off her inside bow range and said, oh, it's a nanny, and you actually said it out loud as actually, we were videoing yeah. from a ways away, uh, yeah. and it was like, uh, okay, okay. So we – you know, because they are so tough to identify, and you're so good at it. You just know goats like the back of your head. I learned so much about goat hunting, about identifying identifying about what they do it was like really fun to learn from you and really gain my confidence field judging goats and which ones were billies and by the end of the hunt i really felt way more proficient at it than i have ever been so that was amazing but we we did make mistake we we spotted a, a couple goats one day and it was warm that day, so we had like uh, 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 we had like heat waves, and then they were a distance off, and we looked at them, and we knew the the one was a smaller billy, and the other one we thought was a bigger billy had a bigger body, and then bigger horns, and then and he was just acting like a bigger billy, just yep. like you would see other animals, like he was bossing around that young billy that was only two it was just a young billy and we knew that yep but we could just never get a look at the at that goat and you know we, we had chances but all of a sudden we just we, we got into hunt mode and just decided to kill mode i guess and decided all the way he's acting it's got a bigger body that's you know and you do see like most billies hang out alone but you do see them in small groups like i mean i was just in a different mountain a month ago hiking with my family and it was like a bachelor group of three billies and they were all big nice mature goats right and goat hunting is different than any you know other antlered or horned game is that you're actually like looking at body structure just as much as horn length right so you can get really fooled because you can see a really small-bodied goat that looks like it's got big horns, but it doesn't because it's just a small-bodied, small-faced goat, right? So once those goats get to be older, like, you know, five, six, they start to get that big horse face, that big Roman nose, and that's really most of what we're looking for when we're goat hunting. We're not really looking at horns. We're looking yep. at big 
bodies. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it seems like the horns, you have to be within 800 yards to really identify them well oh, yeah. when they're a long distance off. Yeah. You're looking at body structure. And we had got this goat in the scope from multiple different angles and looked at it. And we just determined it was a billy the way it looked, even though it was heat waves, even though it was middle of the day, we could tell the other one was a billy. This one had bigger horns, bigger body, pushing them around. And somehow we had just convinced ourselves that that was a bigger billy and a shooter billy. And and we're looking for every chance. Here I'd had these close calls. And so like I started to push pretty hard to get an opportunity to try to arrow one of these things. If we see a bedded billy, let's make a play we got to do everything in our power to try to kill this and so the stock was absolutely all time we had to go down this ridge and like we were exposed and in sight quite a bit sliding on our butts i mean some of the steep cliffs that we navigated off that backside were just absolutely gnarly like sheer death below us to try to hide our silhouette (laughs) like i mean the stock was one of the best stocks i've ever made it it really was and like some of these goats too like you know we just have such good goats in british columbia that like you know being a boon and crockett squirrel all squirrel goats that are only four that make boon and crockett like they so they don't have to be super big and old that's all you need is like some maturity right so like even like a, a goat that's three is you know can be a really nice big beautiful goat so like i mean we just knew that goat was bigger than that Billy that was only two so he just assumed he was uh, you know an older bigger mature goat but um, the stock was absolutely epic like I mean how like we must have been we keep uh, we have to go back and forth between uh, kilometers and miles and liters <laughs> and gallons and we never we need a conversion chart to have a conversation yeah, yeah. <laughs> temperature oh my goodness yeah. like <laughs> celsius and what's freezing and yeah yeah eventually we googled some to kind of get level playing field but i don't know yeah Yeah. it's so hilarious so uh so yeah we make this epic play and then we we lose sight for a while and then we pop up where we know this goat is but we can't see it and we know it's right there and uh, so we kind of have this conversation back and forth let's wait them out and uh, that one uh, steps up and walks out, and uh, you're getting video. You're looking through the screen. I'm shooting. I'm in total kill mode. Walks out, put uh, an arrow through it. It's hurt. Put a second arrow through it right in the same spot. Rolls down the mountain dead within a few seconds. And, oh, man, we're, it, it, we're celebrating. Oh, like, man. we just shot a nice billy, so we thought. It was, you know, like the whole stock, the to get two awesome shots, and, like, that and that go was alive. Like you said, seconds. Like... It was like, you know, after that second arrow hit him, it was like somebody just swept the feet right under him and it just rolled right down. It was done. Right? done. It was it was beautiful. We, yep. You know, the stock same. It was such a lot. You know, I've went I've went after animals that were farther than that, but in, in my entire bow hunting career, I've never had a stock that long because we had so much open country that we just couldn't let them see us. So, like, we were crawling and butt-sliding like i don't know how like you know a mile away from that coat so that they couldn't see us but because we had to cross spots i mean lots of it's impassable so the spots that we could cross you know we had to it was wild like it was like uh the stock of all stocks type thing gosh it really was 
So we arrow that goat. We uh, we had seen another Billy as we were working over there down below us. You still had a tag, and so we kind of just went. You know, we shot him. We knew he was dead, and it's like, well, let's just spin around the. Well, we actually had the other smaller Billy stand up, and you could have shot that one. That yeah. was a two-year-old. You passed on him. We had him on film, young, but we yeah, yeah. we decided to go look for this other bigger Billy that was down below. So we just took a twenty-minute tour to go look for him down off the thing, and we were both cloud nine. We had just shot one together, and you know, looking yeah. for this other one. We never turned him up. Went up to our pack, so we when we go down to the goat, we can just pack him out. We thought we might go a different way. Way, but he didn't go that far down the mountain so yeah you we spotted him not like just on the rocks like yep. just below yeah yep so we grab our packs and we go down there and uh go how does he look and i said oh good and you go oh i think it's a nanny yeah and sure enough we had shot a nanny and my goal for the hunt was a billy and you know i'd be lying if i didn't say i was disappointed and, and you were disappointed and we just you know we had so many chances that we could have tell what go to what we just assumed and thought it was that billy and you know we had really double checked it through the scope and saw the attitude and we just thought it was a billy so we were a little disappointed yeah and it you know like we we don't want to take away from that because it's such an awesome hunt but I, I was i was a little bit crushed to be honest because same like we you just want to you know you don't get many chances like that uh to come up to british columbia and we really just wanted to kill a nice billy and we've seen so many we had lots of opportunities so I, I, i'll be honest i was crushed like we yep. didn't really and you know until we picked this head up we just thought it was a billy and you know what when i was uh behind you too like i was just looking at that little camera screen that i i, I didn't even look right I know. I just like we just had it in our mind that it was a billy and so i'm looking through this little camera screen i can't i can just i'll be honest like i'm not a I'm actually an awful camera person when <laughs> you I did try. great, though. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. But usually when I'm on the video camera, you got like half a goat. It's like pointed up in the sky. Or <laughs> I just don't press the power button. Something, something will go wrong. I'm awful at it. So uh, I'm a little bit stressed out. And I'm just like looking at that little tiny screen on the camera. Just like trying my damnedest to get it on and you were just in hunt mode and by then we looked over a lot of goats like i mean there was no you know you know i mean you can be fooled too but i mean if we would have actually just took a couple seconds to look and see like we, we would have never oh, shot that I know. goat. But... Well, and I should have known better, too. I was oh. getting so good at field judging. I mean, I, I'm the one who shot it. Walked out right in front of me with the cut down there. It was not that far. And I just got in kill mode. I got so driven. Sometimes, like, it, we had had so many close calls. It hadn't come together. I was so driven to just seize the opportunity any chance I got at a broadside animal when it came out. Broadside Billy. I was going to put an arrow in it. And so, I mean, really... I, I, I just I made a mistake. I didn't look over it before I was shooting and I yeah, I mean I, I just shot a nanny and I didn't I mean I would have gone home with my tag if I would have known, you know, or I, I just really wanted to kill a Billy. But you know, it's like that's what we're faced with. It's a legal goat and yep. just like you said, any goat with a bow is a good goat. Oh, and yeah. um, you know, it's an accomplishment and then the the friendship we had, the adventure, the stocks I got, like we start looking at the whole situation and yeah, I was a bit disappointed, but it's like then it's like, well, you know, this goat gave its life for us too. Yep. Like it was a, a a goat that lived in this same gnarly terrain and it survived up in this same mountain range and I, you know, 
who am I to cry about killing a goat because it's the the wrong sex or not exactly what I wanted and killing a billy does is going to make me a better hunter like I wanted one but that just means I have to continue my goat hunting career I've got to get another tag down in the states we've got to team up on another one like oh, this yeah. won't be our last hunt together and no, you know and it no. just is what it is so we we butchered it we took some pictures took some video and kind of came to terms and the the long hike out with the weight of it by the time we got back to camp i was like oh, okay well you know i'm not gonna let this ruin this amazing experience i've had in british columbia with this amazing friendship we've made and it's like well you know gosh what am i gonna do pout the whole time or you yeah. know it's just like yeah. well it is what it is I you know pout a little bit <laughs> I did too. I did too. I'm not a very good actor. Yeah, I was uh, a little disappointed as well. So we yeah. pouted for a while, but then yeah. we're okay. Yeah, like you say, the reality is a go with a bow is extremely difficult. Like lots of people don't go goat hunting with a rifle, and because it's difficult, the mountains suck. Like I mean, goat hunting is like you gotta you gotta be okay with the steep, and lots of people just they're not. And I think. I would honestly think that most people that do endeavor on a goat hunt with a bow, they'll just be looking to shoot any goat that they mm -hmm. could, right? So, I mean, um, yeah, I did pout a bit, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Me too. But in the end, yeah, you, you, we just got to look at how awesome of a hunt the country, the stock was unbelievable. You made, you put two awesome shots into that thing. He was dead in seconds. It was... Yeah, just that one little aspect that it wasn't mm -hmm. a, a nice mature billy was, yeah, it was a it, it was a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, it, the the rest of it was absolutely amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then uh, your resident, so you have a bow tag, so we're able to take care of the meat, get it in the rocks. It was super cool up there, uh, able to get a good chill on the meat, so we know that's taken care of, and then um, we're able to keep hunting. Like uh, yeah. it was a team goat hunt and you had given me so much on the hunt like uh, uh uh like like videoing for me and um you know like putting in so much effort in these climbs and these miles so you know now it's time to switch roles and we're still goat hunting for the team and now it's just a matter of um we switch shooters and now you're killing the billy but we're continuing to hunt continuing to glass continuing to put in miles and so really the hunt's not over with we need to, we get to continue with it you yes. know yep Yep. Yeah. So that's the way I started looking at it. And just so fortunate to be able to come up, share this hunt with you, to be able to hunt goats in British Columbia as this average blue collar bow hunter. Like this is an amazing experience for me. So if I let a nanny get in the way of that, it's like I'm really not living uh, my true credence as a bow hunter. You know, like I like I need to enjoy this this adventure that I'm getting to have and hunting this gnarly train. So we switch shooters and, um, you know, there's less and less goats. So you're not going to have quite the opportunity that I did on goats, but we did find some and found did, some billies yeah. and got you some chances. Like, man, we had some good plays. We did. We spotted um, just an, an okay billy, like a mature billy. We think he was three. Like, he wasn't nine inches, but he was like eight and a half type thing. So, like, I mean, just a good goat, 100% Pope and Young goat, 44, 45 type goat. And we we just decided, you know what? Let's, let's go see what we can do. So we... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was actually on the same ridge as the goat that you shot, so we started creeping down, just kind of focused on the stock, and uh, we kind of looked to the right, and right below where we were sitting for how long? Mm -hmm. An hour, at least. 
is a giant Billy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he saw us. He was on us. He was like the yeah. one goat we actually made a mistake on. We yeah. hunted so good the whole time. Like, you know how you're always checking over ridge lines, exposing new country, and we did such a good job of seeing these goats before they saw us, looking to the side in our peripheral to make sure we're not stalking on goats. And then you've got such good eyes on you. I've got such good eyes on me. Like, we didn't make any mistakes on this hunt. Like, Mistakes of seeing them first or exposing ourselves yes. to these goats. Yeah. That was the one we made the mistake on. We, we were did. so focused on that three-year-old Billy that we started down that ridge. We were rolling rocks because it was loud. And I'm not sure if that big Billy heard us or saw us, maybe both. But we spooked a heck of a big Billy. And you're right. We had sat above them all day. And the weird yeah. thing about these goats, they're bleach white. You yeah. think they'd stand out like a sore thumb on the hillside, and sometimes they do. Sometimes you can see them with your naked eye, but there's so many folds and uh, uh, so many like rock cliffs and drop-offs and things. These goats just hide. It's like oh, all yeah. of a sudden they're not there, and all of a sudden they just they appear out of nowhere. And that happened time and time again on this hunt. Time and time, you're gonna be watching a, a hillside that looks like you can see all of it, and it doesn't look like. You know, you would swirl it up and down. There was no goats. And then all of a sudden, they just come out of some little crevice. And boom, there's a big white goat on a hillside that you've been watching, you know, for a long period of time. You swear there was no goat there. So it's just, you just, yeah, you just never, ever know where they're going to come from. And like you say, there's just so much country that just because you, and especially they, they, they tend to bed with their back against something, right? So from up top, lots of times... You know, you just can't see them, but yeah, you just never, and they move around so much too, that you just never ever know what could show up in any place. Like there could be a big billy at any place. So you gotta, you kind of gotta always be on the game because, and, and we did a good job of it. We really did. But that one time we, yeah, that's the one time that we, he saw us before we did. He was on to us as soon as we saw him. He was yep. just a beautiful old billy. Like, you know, he was definitely pushing that like 50 inch type goat and he just kind of saw us and just climbed his way out of our lives <laughs> oh yeah. man yeah. just a heartbreaker we yeah. messed that one up just no chance at them too the way those goats roll country it's just effortless they just cross mountain ranges they're up and over the top before it's a place that take us two hours to make it they just cover yeah. country so efficiently yes yeah. yep just being a goat yep so we spooked that one. We messed up, but we still got the three-year-old down below us. Yep. So we led down the ridge and go on this play down on that goat. And then I followed you. We just made this attempt, this perfect stock to where he was at, just trying to locate him down below us. Yep. Yep. And like it happens, once we got there, he was just moved off, feeding. Didn't spook him. He was nope. just... Being a goat. Yes, yeah, being up. a goat. And then we you spotted, spotted him again. Him again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they crossed and they almost had an encounter with a black bear down yeah. there. We did see quite a few black bears up we in that did, country. Which yeah. is not common. I I just, I, I don't know if I've ever seen one in the goat mountains, but we saw a lot of them. Yeah. 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 Like a lot 10 of, of them. A lot yep. of them. Yeah. Yeah. We joked around like uh, a lot of people think like, oh, family gloats, mommy and daddy and baby. We, <laughs> we just, there's a lot of good laughs on this hunt for oh, sure. Yeah. But then yeah. we were uh, joking around that they were going to join up and be friends down there. The black huh? bear and the goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh uh, anyways, they that goat made it out. He actually crossed a big canyon. They got to where we couldn't stalk him over there, so we lost our chance at that goat. Yep, 
Yep. yep. That was the end of that. Yep. So we kept hunting and then um, eventually we ended up on this big vantage point you like. It's this big climb. We got to go through this stupid rock slide. I don't know how many times we went through that big rock slide, but uh, uh, you got to really keep your wits about you. But we crossed the rock slide up to the vantage point. We just kind of had this system of goat country that we would work uh, up to the vantage point. And then the afternoon we'd go work out the far ridge and over the top and down micro ridges. And so we just like had like this great game plan but uh the one night i believe we spotted a goat in the trees and uh it was a great big billy it was well we spotted him that same day and that's when we we waited him out i don't know how long it was but yeah he was in the cliffs and spotted him down the trees and he was just a an absolute gigantic goat like a goat of a lifetime goat of 10 lifetimes he was just huge he had a body like a polar bear from the front like you said he looked like a gorilla he had such big shoulders he was just a gigantic goat but he i don't know he he was kind of an odd goat hey he was just like he didn't act like the other goats like he laid in one spot how long six hours six hours yeah 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 and if we would have known we maybe would have tried but again it was one of those low percentage plays and it was like we just said that's not the smart move let's wait for him to get to a better spot but that dang goat never did get to a better spot he just disappeared in the trees that yeah, night he did yeah yeah we saw him again and that was kind of the end of him i don't i don't know what he did but, yep yep and then we found him again yeah next day yeah next yep. day we found him again and he all of a sudden just kind of showed up in the rocks kind of below the cliffs and it was kind of in the evening, kind of getting late. But um, he was such an oddball. He was like licking the lichen off the rocks. I have never seen it. He was in no. a rock slide with no feed. And yeah. he was like licking lichen and chewing his cud down there forever. Yeah. And just wouldn't move a muscle down there. No. And he was just not in an approachable spot or a high percentage spot. But he sat there forever licking the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never what seen him. What a weirdo. Anymore. He was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was big for a reason. Yeah, he yeah. was, yeah. 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 So it's just a, a, a goat of a lifetime doesn't even do it justice. Like I say, you're a Boone and Crockett scorer, and you really thought this might be the new world record. I, I do. I still think that. I, I think that that goat, uh, my dad back in the day shot a 55 and 6 goat. And when he shot it, it was the number of five goats. Number five with a rifle. With a rifle, It yeah. would have been the bow world record. Oh, by far, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think that goat looks just like my dad's goat. Like it is a gigantic, big, heavy, long billy that you, yeah. It's just in a class of his own type goat. It's the biggest goat I've ever seen. And I've, I've, I think I've seen a lot of 50-inch goats in my life, and that one was just in a class of its own. It, massive, massive thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we watch him licking rocks. Yep. Yep. In a bad spot. Yep. Um, eventually, he just kind of walks down into the trees. So then we lose sight of him, and we wait and wait and wait, and then all of a sudden, we just spot him, come out of the, come out of the bottom of the trees in a in a spot that we think we can go get him and it's kind of getting kind of getting late so like we got to move so i mean yeah we talked about that like neither of us for for a second contemplated whether or not we should go down there both fully well knowing that when we go down there we're going to be hiking out of a a a nasty hell hole hole (laughs) in the dark with a headlamp but as soon as that goat popped out both of us just popped up grabbed the packs 
and went after it. Full commitment. Full yeah. Commitment, well, that's why, yeah. uh, you know, the same reason I'm successful at bow hunting is the same reason you're successful at bow hunting is when we see an opportunity, we're all in trying to give ourselves a chance. And we had to lose a ton of elevation oh, down yeah. through there. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked... It didn't look like we would lose as much as we did in the end. It was a, oh, we it just was a kept going and going oh, yeah. and going. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like it was like we were almost down at the truck by the time we got down. <laughs> Not really. We were back a couple drainages, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like, gosh, dang it, we had to lose a lot. But yeah, we got down there, and again, uh, it's really fun to hunt with another good bow hunter where we can theorize and we can run ideas by each other and we can try to come up with the best plan, the best approach. And so as we start to go down, the wind at first is thermals coming up by the time we got down there the thermals are coming down the drainage or whatever yeah absolutely so i mean i uh you know i picked up so much from you too brian like one you can hike like nobody else i've ever hunted with two is you just have such a good knowledge base of wind that i don't have like i got you know directionals and thermals figured out for the most part but you just have like a a vast further knowledge than i do which is which was super cool mm-hmm. like uh yeah yeah even you know like i picked up a ton of stuff but i still i'm not at that level you just have such a good knowledge based on wind and you can just basically call it as it's gonna be which is it's awesome like i, I picked a lot mm-hmm. of that up so like i mean when we kind of got down to like a distance that okay it's stock time not just make this you know close the distance time um yeah you just you just gave me some like awesome advice based on wind direction because it was getting late that it was going to be downhill thermals which was a real problem so um well really you basically laid it out for me like this is what i would do and i was like yeah man that sounds like a that sounds like a beautiful plan and same thing you said like someone's going to be open when he's got his head down move when he's got his head up please and uh that's exactly what i did and man (laughs) if i was ever heartbroken (laughs) oh you executed perfect so thermals are coming down which you know made you go down the drainage of them and he's just feeding in this little bottom in the perfect spot and you're just executing perfectly you're on your butt a lot of times exactly you're you're keeping an eye on him moving when his head's down feeding freezing when his head is up and you're just making up ground on them and you're finally getting to this 100 120 yard mark i i hold up up above i'm going to film from up there and kind of watch the stock go down and so you're approaching down the drainage of them playing on those downhill thermals and i just thought man he has got this goat like he is making the perfect approach and you got these trees and you're sliding down and getting closer and closer you've positioned yourself perfectly with the wind to close in on this goat and for some reason, this goat just decides that he's going to head right at you. And he's like yeah. walking, trying to get right down below you. But he's walking right at you. So he's getting closer and closer. And man, I am just on edge in my seat. Which, you know, at the same time was so exciting. I mean, when, once once I got within about 80 of him, I had it in my mind that he was dead. I was going to kill him. Because, yep. I mean, there was nice, like, trees to hide behind that, you know, was... Uh, you know, I could easily keep my cover. Um, it was just like super stockable. I was kind, I was like way down low, so I wasn't like super above him where he could just look up and see me. Like, I, I honestly had in my mind that he was a dead big goat. Like, I just thought I had him, and 
again in bow hunting nothing is uh, the, the goat could have yeah. done so many different things and you would have killed him just he fed there for 35 40 minutes just feed there for another five minutes or just yeah. move a different right but he moved like straight down below you right down into your downhill thermals that were pulling down into the creek and he moved a long ways like and he just moved right into your wind and i'm just like waiting for the shot for the shot but he, he was facing you it was a long shot and then he actually ran away and paused for just a second and i was just trying to wheel your arrow in there but of course you had trees or didn't have a clear shot at where he was but i could i could see the exact moment he winded you the same as you saw it. Yeah. he just caught that wind and then it was all over oh it was heartbreaking oh, it was heartbreaking he ran away and then he stopped. He was broadside at sixty-four with the cut, but I could only see the top of his back. Yeah, I just had a nothing I mean, you could see. Not nothing yeah. I could do with it, and nope. it was just crushed me because oh, yeah, it was a he heartbreaker. Was I felt giant. so bad for you. It was like to, uh, to put that much effort and be so close, and we're on the end of the hunt, and it and it is just an absolute stud of a Billy. Like it just yeah. would have been a perfect storybook ending, but. Like you say, that's bow hunting, and we don't kill them all, no matter the, how how good we lay out plans. Like, sometimes you're just going to beat us, and that goat didn't know we were there, but he sure made the right moves at the right times that night to uh, live another day. He did, yep. 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 Yeah, he did. He was uh, he was lucky. It could have went out of the way, I guess, yep. but he... He won that one, which yep. happens lots in bull hunting. But well, and hopefully you get to go back. We kind of yeah. know his habits, and maybe Absolutely. the story isn't over. And I get a picture from you back in the states, and here you've killed the new world record, Billy. Who knows? I hope so. Like, yep. Yeah, because we discussed like what the best plan is to kill a goat because that goat just seems to live in the same spot, which is not really typical. They these goats seem to move around so much, but he just because we spot him the next day again. Yeah. But it just in the trees on these like impassable cliffs that you just can't, you can't kill him on those. You can't even get to him. So, nope. I mean, he's just living there. But I think he probably comes down quite often to feed. I don't know if the feed's that good on those cliffs. There might be some decent feed in between them. But I do think that if, uh, yeah, if I get a chance, I do think that we kind of made a good plan to get him. Yeah, yeah Brian? Like, I, I think, think so too. Just, camp kind of close to him so you could just watch him all the time and i th i do think that his his kind of his kind of game is to live up in the cliffs where he's unkillable and, and not like it's like he gets a lot of hunting like these goats don't get a whole bunch of hunting pressure at all but they're just wild animals right like i mean and that's kind of what he's done and why he's lived so long i i mean i would I would doubt that that goat's ever been stalked before, but yeah, he's just got a good system and it's made him into a big old gigantic billy. And mm -hmm. but I do think he's just living there, and I do think if we if uh, we just went back in and just specifically hunted that goat, I I do think he's killable. I do too. Yeah. 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 So we did have a good hike out that night with the headlamps and a huge climb back to camp oh. through a bunch of rock slides and stuff. But it's all part of the adventure. We yeah, uh, it is. made it back and then we couldn't get to sleep because we were so soaking wet from sweat. It was like we had been <laughs> swimming. We had such yeah. a big climb up there. Yeah. Well, again, I was chasing you as hard <laughs> as I can. Yeah. And you just kept going and going and going. But, you know, what? you picked like the most absolute perfect route you could have ever picked in the middle of the night i don't know if that was skill or luck maybe a little bit of both definitely but we popped right up like right by the tent i was like 
holy crap. Like, I, I thought, <laughs> like, in my mind, we were going to come out to the one side by that bowling field, but all of a sudden you could see, like, those little reflective things on the tent. So I was like, wow. But, I mean, yeah, man, did you make miles like you had it in? <laughs> I don't know if you stopped at all. I think I stopped and bent <laughs> over and gasped a few times. But I just kept going and going and... I have never uh-huh. seen anybody hike like that, especially at night on Boulder Fields. Oh, my goodness. I was well, <laughs> I knew you were heartbroken. I thought my one job as a hunting partner is to pick a good route back and uh, to lead the way so you didn't have to think about the route at all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took charge and started pushing up that hill. And then once I got going, I didn't really stop too much. But, no, uh, I was just following a headlamp and yeah. trying my best to keep up. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was... But it was awesome, right? And uh, to it do was. a true backpack hunt like that and um, share it, we had so many good laughs, good conversations on oh, the hill. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the friendships are really created through these adventures or these uh, uh, to go through things together. And, yeah, we had an epic one. So definitely won't be our last hunt together. And then you have so much great hunting opportunity up here. So, like I say, you've killed three stones, and I'm so interested. And the stone sheep hunting is just amazing. And you've killed some beautiful stones with your bow, which is yeah. just an amazing accomplishment. But so many animals. Last time on the podcast, we talked about your caribou. You hunted 80 days to kill a mountain caribou but what i think's beautiful is like you really learn it for yourself you're really like paying your dues and learning these caribou and and you said now i think i could go in there and kill another one but yeah. you had to spend all this time to hone your craft of like hunting these caribou bulls and then you just kill this beautiful big caribou bull that you arrowed which is just amazing 80 days of hunting how days. many trips like yeah eight eight ten day trips it was oh my yeah, gosh it was something else and and the same like i mean i could have killed a lot of them if i was a rifle hunter but just you know like uh well yeah we talked about that the last podcast they just don't stop moving and you can't chase them and Lots of times they're in like that high alpine willow country that you just can never get a shot at them. Like you can see the tops of their heads and antlers and, you know, it was, uh, and yeah, like, a, you know, it's not like, the you know, if you're in mountain caribou country, it's not like they, they're everywhere, they're not, they're only on select spots. So you just got to, you know, lots of those trips, they were just getting to know the country and getting to know where you can find them lots, which is covering a lot of miles and doing a lot of hiking and a lot of looking until, but like you say, now I know where they are and I'm, you know, I, you know, if we, if we went back to do it again, I would have a, a lot more success just because I'd be hunting them and not looking for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we have so much to hunt in BC, so many opportunities. Like, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think we have 16 species in BC. Um, and they're all different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're all, you gotta, just because you know one doesn't mean you know all of them. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you gotta just keep trying to hunt them all. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. That's what yeah, I like to do. I like to hunt lots of things and, now I'm in onto this elk endeavor, and it feels like it's going to be another mountain caribou type. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you've been chasing elk for quite a while. You're going to kill a bull this year, though. You've been paying your dues and learning them. And you guys just have tough elk hunting. Like, they grow really big here or can, but you're hunting a lot of thick terrain. And, and again, just learning from scratch about calling and elk behavior and where they're at. And it's such big country. So, yeah, you've embarked on trying to kill an elk up here. And you, you a bunch of other species, too. Like, you've been hunting rocky bighorns now, rocky mountain bighorns for four trips. And you're trying to pay your dues on there and learn good country so you can get your Rocky Mountain Bighorn and your bow only, which is extremely yep. difficult. You know, you've killed three stones, you've killed mountain goats, you, you've taken on all these different challenges and there's just no doubt in my mind that you're going to get your Rocky, you're going to get your elk, and then this year too you've killed a bunch of moose, but this year you finally set your sights on killing a big moose, so you're going to travel a bit further and you've got these ideas and areas and e-scouting you've been doing and research that you've been planning so this year you're going to try to arrow your great big bull moose as well yeah that's the plan we got a good trip uh plan with a couple of my really good buddies and we just um it's kind of one of those places that we kind of think like nobody would possibly do that right mm-hmm. so i mean i i'm just yeah i'm just i have it in my mind that it's going to be have a bunch of big giant bulls that just haven't been hunted a lot and all three of us same just bow hunting so it's it's not going to be easy by any means i don't i don't know maybe we will go and not see a moose but (laughs) 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 but yeah yeah i've uh you know yeah i've shot a bunch of moose with a bow but just never a big moose just kind of meat moose type thing so yeah yep that's the plan this season is to go up specifically after big moose which i've never done that before Mm -hmm. and you know i've had chances to kill big moose like me and uh my buddy james were well within bow range of a gigantic 60 inch moose at one one time but you just couldn't pack them out we were mountain caribou hunting like a mountain caribou is a big animal too but you just never get that moose mm-hmm. out of the bush and same thing i've i've you know seen bulls could have made p- plays on big bulls if you wanted to but there was just no possible way mm-hmm. to get them out you Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. you have uh, great ethics and morals where it's like you're you're not going to kill them to kill them. Got to get them out of country. So you make real responsible decisions. So yeah, I think you've even had big bull moose in bow range that you yeah. could have killed that you decided not to just because you can't get them out of country and um, you know have the meat or they're too far back. So yeah, you've always made good decisions. But this year you've got your logistics figured out. Going for a big bull moose, you've killed tons of black bears uh grizzly bears like uh and they actually took your grizzly bear hunting away yeah uh, a few years ago which is just such a shame and now you're seeing so many of them so many it's just uh you know when i was uh when i was uh, young and even when i was bow hunting grizzlies like you would shoot any legal you know adult grizzly especially with a bow because you just didn't see them often and uh, since it's been closed since 2017, it's just not uncommon to see grizzlies at all. And you see lots of them, and they don't even run away now because they they haven't been hunted. So they just assume that they're the apex predator, and we don't hunt them anymore. So it's yeah, it's uh, we'll see if we get it back. I mean, hopefully we can get a a better government that you know can manage the wildlife because i at the same time like i do think that well i don't think i know that those grizzlies kill a pile of ungulates and 
you know, even, uh, you know, we talk about how good the blackberry hunting is in BC. Well, we do see a lot less now, even though we still see a lot of them. But I, you know, I, I think that those grizzlies are just eating tons of the blackbirds too. Mm-hmm. They're just like the the apex ultimate predator. So I think, you know, if we can actually, you know, somebody can look at it, you know, objectively through science and, uh, you know, wildlife biology instead of through, you know, what people's feelings or from big municipalities who know nothing about this type of stuff, hopefully we can get it back. That's the yeah. hope. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's, it's just a good reminder why we have to fight so hard for what we love and support organizations like the the HAL is a great organization there in the States. And I think they even, you know, fight for grizzlies up here. They fight for all hunting across the world, which is just great. And it's an easy way for us to get involved. But it just reminds us how hard we have to fight for it because it can all be taken away. And and now there's so many hunter bear conflicts. Your ungulate populations are going down like all this negative stuff, uh, you know, due to uh, the voting populations that live in the cities that never see a bear, you know. And so, yeah, we definitely have to fight for it. And sometimes um, it's out of our hands. But hopefully you guys will get back your grizzly season as you guys are seeing so many of them now. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're becoming a real issue and problem uh, with with uh, hunters and other recreators. So hopefully you get that back and are able to hunt them again. Yeah. If we do, I tell you, Brian, it's going to be, if a guy was lucky to pull a tag, because like, I mean, they've, they've been limited entry ever since I can remember, but yeah, if you could pull a tag, man, you could kill a whopping big grizzly. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I know seeing that one skull at Lloyd's, but seeing his grizzly bear mount there in his house, the yeah. half grizzly bear, what a beautiful animal, like a great big bear. So yeah, oh, yeah. I, I sure yeah. hope you guys get it back. And, um, you know, and we just had coffee with your buddy, James, uh, who's such a great advocate for bow hunting and for hunting and just to hear some of his ideas and things that he's doing up here. And, you know, once you guys get a solid foundation built for some of these bow spots, definitely like make sure to uh to let me know or come back on the platform and two like uh, listen back to our first podcast is it was absolutely amazing and it's been too long since i've had you on and it just uh this hunt we've had such great conversations great podcasts this time and i i definitely won't let it go that long before we do another one so i'm gonna check in with you at the end of season and see how your moose hunt went and you know we'll be friends for life now so i'm oh, sure we'll absolutely. be in touch yeah. you know yeah. but um i i I uh, thoroughly enjoyed this adventure with you, man. It was oh, absolutely amazing. It was one of the best ones I've been on. And you know what? It's funny. Like, I mean, you know, we live in different uh, countries and, you know, um, but just like like this aspect of bow hunting and like like even talking about things besides bow hunting, we just kind of like agreed with everything. We have like the same like political views you know what i mean like yep. we just like got along like a house on fire like it was just like um yeah i just had such a great time and I did too. it will not be the last time we mm-hmm. go hit the mountains and, and such a good sense of humor like oh I, yeah we're just um you know wherever i travel to it's like hunters have this connection to each other where it's just like uh like somebody you've been friends with for years or yeah. like your brother you just raised in these same ethics and morals the same uh appreciation for the wild world appreciation for our families and like gosh it is like we're so similar even though we grew up thousands of miles apart yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Is, isn't that true? Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, man. I really appreciate you. Thanks for jumping on the podcast and um, sharing such an amazing adventure. And uh, yeah, we just got to keep in touch. Yep. We'll keep doing it. Make some more plans and keep at it. Yep. All right. Thanks, brother. Oh, yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Uh, thanks again to our sponsor, sponsors, Matthews. Uh, go check out that new Phase Four, and their new bows usually come out in November. Can't see, can't wait to see what they come up with this season. And uh, other sponsor, Outdoor Edge Knives, uh, replaceable blade knives, Black Ovis. Again, that promo code is Elevated Ten, uh, and um, also Camo Fire. You can save a pile of money as as their app comes up. So. Uh, man, thanks again to Adam for coming on the podcast and sharing this amazing adventure with me, um, just sharing a bunch of knowledge as he's a really good goat hunter so um, and, and really good bow hunter all the way around. So yeah, really fun to record a podcast with him. Uh, it's just one of the most amazing adventures I've ever been on, so an uh, incredible way to start the season. And um, man, with that, I'll catch up with you guys. I've been on a mule deer hunt here, um, did a high country hunt that was uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, got an antelope the other day on Labor Day, had a free day, pouring down rain, able to arrow a really nice tall antelope, which was super fun. And um, man, I'm going to try to squeeze in another deer hunt and then get started with elk. I'm, I'm really against the wall here. Like Maybe you guys listen to my solo, but yeah, just with um, work constraints and things, we lost one of our best carpenters. So man, it's just um, down to... to um, me pretty much doing all the work and trying to manage these jobs. So, uh, back to a weekend warrior for me, uh, take a couple days here or there, try to take some trips and have things covered. But for the most part, been trying to bust it at work and get things done and then trying to hunt in between and just is what it is. Like I just got to work my way out of these houses and, you know, I still have plans to leave Barney construction, just got to complete these couple projects and then, um, pass the business off. But, um, yeah, for now I just got to put my head down and work and, you know, we're setting trusses and doing all the high work. And so just trying to work long hours and get things done and also keep podcasts coming to you guys. But I talked about how, you know, my biggest challenge of this season is, is going to be, um, Barney construction or managing everything. And I'm, you know, I try to set myself up really good for hunting season, but it just hasn't worked out as well this season, uh, for timing. And, you know, I say that, but I've been on some amazing adventures and really that's all I can ask for. And, um, I still have weekends. I still have evenings. I'll be able to take some days on either side of the weekend. So I'm just going to make it work and hunt my butt off and, um, try to get some things done. So, um, be taken off for a high country mule deer hunt. It'll be 18 hours of driving to maybe hunt two, three days, but, uh, just going to give it all I have and, um, try to have some fun and enjoy the time I do have and then get going with elk. And, um, you know, I am fortunate that Montana has long elk seasons and that I live in elk country. So just be able to make it work, you know, whatever I got to do. So, um, that's where I'm at, but, uh, yeah, hope you guys are getting out on some amazing adventures. I've seen some successful pictures come through, so congrats to you guys. It's definitely a testament of your hard work and commitment. It's just not easy with a bow and arrow. It's like can be one of the toughest challenges on planet Earth, that's for sure. So, uh, man, I'm just going to keep after it and um, keep hunting hard and uh, keep these podcasts rolling for you guys and try to just keep up with uh, work and responsibilities along with um, chasing my dreams and goals. So uh, I've been having fun so far and will continue to have fun throughout the season. So um, 
man, with that, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, make sure to check out everything we're doing at Eastman's, the Beyond the Grids, those new episodes. Got a couple new hunts on there. Uh, also, check out that mule deer course if you have any mule deer hunts coming up this year. I mean, it's like 100 bucks and you get 10% off, so 90 bucks plus a kill kit. And that's everything I know about hunting mule deer. So, just hours of video content that you can sort through to get all the information to make you a better mule deer hunter. So, you're sure to cut your learning curve. You can put in that promo code for the kill kit and to save a bit of money, put in Brian MDC and uh, save a little bit there. And I'm really proud how it came out. Um, so yeah, make sure to check that out and, um, yeah, everything that we're doing here. Uh, the other podcast with Dan Bacar, uh, really proud of that thing. Um, it's Eastman's bow hunting journal, life of a bow hunter. It's on a different feed and, uh, me and Dan have just been having some great conversations. And so I think I've got one more recorded to release next week. And then um, I got to catch up with Dan. Uh, Me and him have been so busy here trying to hunt and take care of responsibilities. But uh, I'll make sure to continue to get them out every couple weeks for now. And hopefully we can grow this thing or you guys like it enough where I put out one a week. And um, so, yeah, just keep trying to hustle here and and, uh, put out good information for you guys. So thanks so much for the support, support of the podcast. Uh, I always have a tough time with saying subscribe. I don't know why. (laughs) I always trip over that and sound like an idiot. But yeah, the subscribing to the podcast really helps. The reviews like on iTunes really helps with the algorithm. Sharing it on social media. uh, Sharing it with your buddies to help make them better hunters. Uh, I just appreciate all the support um, with these podcasts and helping me make them go so I can continue to bring them to you guys. So Man, with that, uh, that's a wrap. I'm going to finish up my week of work here, work some evenings, and then try to get out of here for two, three days of high country mule deer hunting and see if I can't just get lucky and get a play and uh, get a good buck arrowed. So um, thanks, you guys. Talk to you next week.